Thundergrunt Podcast Network. I was out uh, in Washington State washing my car one time, and we lived in the country. We were on like 15 acres out in the middle of the woods. And all of a sudden, I see this bright green object floating around my head, like swooping, right? And, I, and I, my dogs at the time were like chasing it on the ground, like barking and looking up. And it was this damn cockatiel in the middle of Washington State in the mountains, a tropical bird flighting, like swooping at me, coming at me hard. It turns out somebody's pet bird had gotten out of its cage and like flown. And the only thing that it saw that was worthy of landing on was my head. It kept coming after me. That bird ended up being taken in by my stepdad and he had it for like five years. And every time it would get out of his cage, it would do the same thing. It would always come at me. Its name was Sonny. It it was a female because it would lay eggs every now and then. But yeah, that was, that's, that's, that's the only bird story I got reflects like you know my whole dichotomy with birds curioso. a curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters a collector of knowledge curioso podcast Some podcast maintenance and or clarification. Anything that you guys hear after the outro is generally outtakes or bloopers. Things we said either by mistake, before the actual episode started, or conversations that happened that had nothing to do with the actual episode that you guys are listening to. We include it because it's sometimes interesting, weird, or even sometimes funny. All that said, today we are talking Notable Animals 3, That's Foul. Our guest is Notable Animal alumni Jason Cavain. Uh, so the very first bird that we're going to talk about, uh, and this is Roscoe. Be the- cool train! <laughs> Not that one? No, this is Roscoe the chicken. Uh-huh. Uh, now, Roscoe the chicken actually uh, used to live... Just outside of Washington, D.C., in Tacoma Park. Uh, now, Jason, we've discussed this. This is Tacoma Park with a K. With a K. Not, not, with a, not a C. Not a C. Not my hometown. Not your not hometown in, in Washington State. Yes. With a W. With a, with a W. <laughs> <laughs> not a D. With a W. With a W. But the C. Right. W-C. <laughs> not a K. Right. Oh, that's all very confusing. I feel like a booby. Uh, so it's Tacoma Park uh, with a K uh, right outside of Washington, D.C. It's a suburb. And uh, Roscoe the Chicken uh, showed up in around 1989 where he became a fairly permanent fixture for about 10 years. He was a, uh, a, a chicken that just <laughs> walked around the streets like all the time. And I mean, sometimes he was a, you know, a bit of a, a, a bit of a bastard where he would start crowing early in the morning. He's like cock of the walk kind of. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Just kinda, would, well, I mean, why, why was he just loose flopping around? Cause he freedom. He, Cause he liked freedom, Joe. <laughs> he was a freedom chicken. He's a freedom chicken. <laughs> he's American. A, he's a freedom fried American. chicken. He was a freedom cock. He's he was a freedom cock. <laughs> 
the cock. Oh, well, breeze. no, I mean, he was a rooster. He started showing up around 1989, and he would uh, just walk up and down the streets, and people would, you know, they would throw birdseed out to him. He would mm. eat it. Uh, he would dart out from between bumpers every once in a while, and okay. people would have to slam on their brakes. He's all chuck full of those 11 herbs and spices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but um, yeah, actually, here's uh, one of my favorite uh, little little write-ups about him, and it was uh, done by David Montgomery in the 1997 Washington Post profile about Roscoe. Uh, <clears throat> and I quote, He struts very slowly. His hard yellow claws click on the asphalt. His florid double chin shakes with self-importance. He looks portly, prosperous, expensively dressed, he could be impersonating a U.S. senator, or maybe those guys are only impersonating Roscoe. Kind of makes me orny. <laughs> <laughs> Ornithology. Oh, Joe. Joe. <laughs> good... What? They can't hear my eyes roll on the podcast. I know. Like eggs. It's an auditory medium. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, so he was around for uh, about 10 years, but nobody's really sure where he showed up from or what happened. But here's the thing is that some people think that he, you know, possibly fled an illegal hen house that some residents, you know, keep in their yard, even though it's like a violation of city housing code. Some people, you know, they, they keep a hen house so they Mm -hmm. can have fresh eggs, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've, I've seen that in, you know, in cities i've seen that in baltimore before well there's one surefire way to get your illegal hen house caught and that's to have a cock in it yeah that's what i'm saying you know yeah. what i mean you don't want to ca- get your <laughs> cock caught in the hen house snagged up with, by the cock that's right you know what i mean but then there's also another possible story where uh it, it's they think that maybe they had you know a cockfighting ring oh. you know so so either way he probably flew the coop it, that's what I'm thinking for freedom. Yeah, yep. for freedom fried. Yep, chicken. <laughs> he was he was a he was a freedom chicken. You know, he just roamed the streets all the time. Now, even though he did wake up residents and he would sometimes attack people, uh, you know, I mean, I mean he like, is living in D.C. Well, you know, I mean, and we even you know kind of discussed this before when we were talking about the episode. But uh, you know, have you ever been like in a park where there's like geese? You know yeah. what I mean? Other yeah, birds. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, you get near them and, you know, and they get territorial, especially mm-hmm. the, the male, you mm-hmm. know. And roosters are no different. Roosters will come at you. You know what I mean? If you're, you know, if you strut up to them, you know what I mean? They're going to come. Have, do you come, have to do that? You, you have to do that. You got to do. You hey, do have to do that. You get at the waddle and be like, <laughs> what's up, dude? What's up? What you got on my feathers, yo? <laughs> yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly how that goes down, huh, Jason? Exactly how it goes down. Well, Chris, it's interesting because as a as a high school, my my best friend Mike had uh, a rooster in his backyard, and we used to have challenges as far as who could jump into the rooster cage and who would last the longest. And it was one of those things where you would always go in really confident about your your ability to outlast this small chicken, but. That confidence wanes really quickly when you when you when you see the eyes of the beast, <laughs> the beady little eyes, the beady little eyes. 
they come at you hard, they come at you fast, and there's no remorse. <laughs> and you, you just you just hop right back over that. What you gotta do? I mean, you gotta have a defensive game. Well, <laughs> you're talking about a chicken. It's a chicken. It's yeah, but man, just, they got those sharp claws they and got that talons. Just break out the Heinz barbecue sauce <laughs> and be like, back demons. It's back. not that easy. Well, no. here's the thing about about roosters is that. You know, when they come, when you do threaten their territory and they come after you, mm-hmm. they come after you so low on the ground. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's just yep. like in haunted houses when, like, mm-hmm. when somebody comes at your ankles, that is way more scary than somebody, <laughs> oh, it, you know what it's I mean? It's like Pet Cemetery. The only thing that's scary is the sister. Never walk again. <laughs> no, that's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But the only part that's scary. It's terrifying. But, yeah, they w- they have a way of getting up in the air Putting their feet towards you and clawing at you. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. and they they have talents. I mean, it's like a they're descendants of dinosaurs, you know. So yeah, so you would say that it would you know because they do can get a little bit of air even though they're oh yeah, flightless no, at birds. least knee level if not yeah, mid thigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And unless you're wearing some Lee dungarees, you know, you, <laughs> <laughs> your pants yeah. might, you might have some explaining to do to your mom as to why your <laughs> jeans are tore up. <laughs> I got a Tekken fight and maybe <laughs> uh, and. and <laughs> and maybe a cup, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the cock coming after the cock. They you know what I mean? The cock level. The cock, they know what they're going for. Oof. <laughs> so even though, you know, Roscoe did seem to be kind of a badass strutting the streets, you know what I mean? He also, uh, you know, he had a softer side. Uh, he had a compassionate side. Uh, sometimes he would hang out would on the porch. that be the white meat or the dark meat? <laughs> <laughs> Which, which side is the softer side? I'm feeling white meat today. <laughs> he would... Uh, he would sit on the porch with el- elderly folks sometimes and just just hang out. You know, sometimes the elderly folks would feed him some bird seed and he would go and sit and hang out. In fact, he was uh, really close with one uh, one older man. And uh, people say that after the after the man actually passed away, that the rooster seemed fairly depressed walking around on the streets uh, at, by that time. So mm. was you he know, sullen? I think he was a sullen chicken. He you know soggy chicken, <laughs> depressed cock. <laughs> Droopy, downtrod. So uh, at one point, the DNR actually put out a hundred dollar reward to try and catch Roscoe uh, because you know he was crowing in the morning, coming after people, and just you know being the the cock of the walk. Right. And uh, no one actually wound up catching him for ten years. They could not catch. This, this, you know, this, this rooster it's on the street. Slippery, slick cock. It's a slick cock. Yeah. He would just, yeah, just right grease, out of your grasp. Grease him up, he falls right out. <laughs> you think you got a handle on him, but you don't. But you, you don't. don't. No way. You don't. Not, especially not with those talents, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait a minute, what? What are we talking about? Wait, what? Yeah, wait. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Unfortunately, after about a decade of him being uh, a free-spirited bird, in February of 1999, Roscoe was the victim of a hit-and-run by an SUV. Now, uh, some people saw what happened, but they, they, never, they never got, like, plates. They never really found out who it was. Would you call that fast food? Ooh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, uh, about 30 of the Tacoma Park residents actually got together for a service and he was eulogized by uh, t- the Tacoma Voices writer Mike uh, Mike uh, Tildwell. Uh, they also raised about $5,000 to erect a permanent memorial for Roscoe. Wow. And uh, to this day, you can still see the the metal statue of Roscoe in uh, in Tacoma Park. So nice. wow. now one of my favorite websites which is roadsideamerica.com 
I actually have, you know, they have pictures of the of the statue, you know, and it's just this nice metal statue that's mm-hmm. right there, you know, memorializing him. And uh, even during the winter time, uh, people will make little uh, little Santa Claus hats and a little scarf yeah, yeah, and yeah. tie it around, you know, Ros- like, like the the Zappa head in, in Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, Roscoe. Oh, Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> On all of our. Notable Animals episode, we try to drink a beer that has to do with the animals that we're discussing. And uh, tonight, I decided to go with the Brewer's Art, which is actually a brewery out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And uh, this beer is Birdhouse. And it's uh, in honor of... it. Jason, let's see. Can you can you read that? In honor of Icterus Galbula. Galbula? Icterus Galbula. Now I am awful at uh, at uh, at Latin and Pig Latin, which is odd. Uh, but uh, I do believe that this is for the Oriole bird, right? Or the Baltimore Oriole, the Baltimore, Oriole. which is which is of course our hometown uh, sports ball team. Sports go ball, go sports ball, go sports ball. <laughs> what Jason? I, I know Joe and I are like sports ball, but you actually follow. You like sports. Yes, ball. I do. I am a I'm a sports ball fan. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you're an Orioles fan. You're an Orioles fan, but yes. you're you're not necessarily a Ravens fan. No, no, I'm not a Redskins, a Ravens fan. fan. You're a Redskins. Sorry fan. for all the the people out there that offends. <laughs> I, you know, it's what it's a touchy subject. People? I understand. Does oh, offend people. Oh yeah. yeah. People yeah. Oh man, I've gone some places and. You know, the the messed up part, Joe, about this is that I'm not racist. I'm not a racist man. In fact, I hate racism. Okay. But it's very, it's an it's counterintuitive when you're like, oh, I'm not racist, but I'm a Redskins fan. Well, you basically just undercut your whole argument right there. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, lose well, all credibility on this the, argument. With the name, I can understand that. Yeah. No, but that's the, the whole thing. That's the whole reason why it's kind of a touchy subject. Oh, gotcha. I mean, So it's not the sports ball? Like, no, not the sports you ball. You like the... You know the you know the Milwaukee pickles, and I like the no, Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, there's always you know, that pancakes. infighting between different teams, but okay. the real argument here has to come down to how racist the team name is. And oh, yeah, it's one of those things. You know, I was raised as a, a Washington sports ball fan. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's the way I know my team. See, I, I mean, I wear I... the logo. I do all that stuff. But man, some people well, just really to, get upset about it. Stick to like what you know Baltimore does. Just names everything after birds. Yeah, yeah. There's that. You I know? mean, and you can't really get offended by a bird. Well, it doesn't help out. One. It doesn't help out that we have. <laughs> oh, Joe's <laughs> showing you Jason got the me big finger. The sixth there bird on the episode. <laughs> Not Double the first deuce. time, Joe. Not the first time. <laughs> I know. No, it doesn't help. We had a really, really racist owner for a long time. He was a guy that wouldn't allow an African American on the team. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that paired with the whole team name. With the name. Yeah, and it's else. not a yeah. good argument. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. come from a standpoint of strength on this argument. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Not on the moral this high ground. This is not the here. sports ball episode. It's not the sports ball episode. But now at least I know where you stand. Yep. On yep. sports ball. To get that out there. Yeah. To get yeah. that out gotcha. there. Gotcha. Uh, and we're also enjoying some some Shiner, which is a uh, I think it's a Texas brewery. Yep. Yeah, Shiner's out of, Texas. out of Texas. When I when I was in Austin, mm, Shiner's all over the place. Yep. Uh, this is the uh, Ruby Redbird. Yes, so one of my favorites. It's for anybody good. that wants to take a chance, uh, hot hot summertime, great refreshing beer. Yeah, it's uh, like grapefruit and yeah. ginger. It's really good. actually. Really light. Yeah, Shiner not, is like a. Heavy. Shiner is kind of like yingling around here. 
Mm-hmm. Just you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it, it's just right up in Pennsylvania for us, right? You know right. what I mean? And Shiner is just all over Texas. Yeah, yeah. and I noticed that our Shiner prices up here—they're about at least a dollar, if not two dollars, cheaper than most of the standard, I guess, imports, yeah. domestic yeah. imports. If that right, makes sense, right. but yeah, uh, worth the money, I would say. I, yeah, I definitely think so. Both good beers, though. So, Jason, what do you have for us, sir? Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> I am about to turn French. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I thought you. I thought you had to say you had to stop the podcast and go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> no. Despite all my my normal dislike for most things French, tonight I picked a bird that um, well, it made a name for herself in in France in World War One. If you if you go home and talk to your great grandfather or great grandmother, if they're still around, they might know. Who I'm referring to. Uh, the bird's name is Cherami. 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 Cherami spoken. First day. It had to happen. Cherami. Spoken. I can't help it. Keep going. Cherami. Spoken. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll this stop. bird. <laughs> what do, doesn't that that mean something in French? It right? does. It means dear friend, dear yeah, friend, yeah, my exactly. dear friend. Which would tell you a lot about this bird's character. Um, it was a bird, a, a carrier pigeon, and if you're familiar with the way World War Two or World War One, excuse me, played out, um, we didn't. They didn't have modern communications. They didn't have walkie-talkies. They didn't even have anything close to it. So no cell phones, nothing. nothing. No, yeah. no satellite comms, nothing like mm-hmm. that. So when it came down to communication, it was either done by either a man on a horse, courier, or yeah, courier. Um, you know, uh, uh, in this case, a carrier pigeon, a bird that was trained to fly from point A to point B and then return back, and not with a book. Not with a book, but with a small note like wrapped a little, around the leg. Right. Like a little teeny tiny slip of paper, <laughs> like a, an elongated fortune cookie. Yep, exactly. You I was going to say, like, think about a fortune cookie. Right. Maybe fortune a little cookie, bit thinner. Like just the fortune. Just yeah, the fortune. The fortune, the fortune not, you don't actually cook. You wouldn't put the cookie on no, the... No, the bird would probably just eat it and die. Right. Yeah. And now, the thing about it was these carrier pigeons were so prevalent that the enemy was taught to focus their fire on the pigeon. When it would be released from the lines, they knew... You know, that was the messenger. So shoot the messenger. Not in this case, don't shoot the messenger. That's exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to shoot the messenger. They do that in uh, Game of Thrones with the ravens as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Target the ravens? Well, when they're, when like a, like a castle is under siege, Mm -hmm. it's, it seems very pertinent. Uh, But when a castle castle is under siege, they would, yeah, shoot the ravens as they left because uh, the ravens would have the message tied to their leg in the same way that, you know, mirrors what, we have in our society where we used to have pigeons. Yeah. Oh, carrier oh. pigeons. So yeah. I thought the the Raven's message was just nevermore. <laughs> nevermore. Nevermore. <laughs> nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well this particular pigeon was um it was commissioned in the United States Army in nineteen eighteen. It was donated by what's called the Pigeon Fancias of Britain. Hmm. And it was used by the Signal Corps, the United States Army Signal Corps. Uh, so hold during... on, you've 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 said three different things. Is is it American? Is it uh, English or is it French? It was British, donated to Americans, used in France. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Yes. World War I just want to get this on World straight. War One. Now, get you have to understand, it was a mash. <laughs> that, that whole war was just a mashup of all Europe. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, but the yeah. Allied forces was Europe, America, 
France and Ooh. maybe Switzerland. I know Swiss is neutral. They've always been neutral. Oh yeah, they've always been neutral. Um, maybe they did. I know we were knives. Poland? We were fighting no, Germany and Austria, Hungary. Yeah, Austria, Hungary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that there was there was Canada. the axis of evil. Yeah, Canada. Canada. That's yeah. right. The French. field of Flanders. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> the, the Flanders field. Extra French. <laughs> Extra French. So in this particular battle, where Cher Ami comes into play. Uh, it was the Battle of Argonne in um, October of 1918, and there was a, a basically a company or a division of uh, a battalion out of the seventh, 77th. A bird battalion? <laughs> no, not a bird battalion. Okay, a battalion. Okay, not, not a battalion either. <laughs> a battalion. The 77th uh, division that was stuck basically on the backside of a hill, and it was catching fire from two sides. They were catching German fire and they were catching friendly fire because um, the U.S. forces didn't know where they were located. And they Mm -hmm. figured that might be the enemy. Overnight, they went from having 500 men to approximately 190. So they were getting killed left and right. I mean, they basically lost 310 men. That's more Um, than half. So in the morning time, the Americans, you know, they were trying to get messages out to stop the friendly fire. Stop shelling us, basically. And um, the first two birds they threw up in the air were targeted by the Germans and killed. The last bird that they threw up um, had a message that needed to get back that said, you know, we're, you guys, are, you, you're killing us. And that was Cher Ami. And as soon as Cher Ami was tossed in the air and, and flown, she was shot down and returned to flight, um, was shot again, and ended up being able to fly the 25 miles back to the base what? in approximately 25 minutes. After getting shot twice? Twice. Now, wow. where she ended up was by the time that she got back to the to the front lines to deliver the message, she had been shot through the breast, she had lost an eye, and she had a leg hanging off by just a single ligament. <laughs> so the, the message was delivered. The U.S. Army medics went feverishly to work on the bird. Uh, they couldn't save the leg, but they ended up saving the bird. They were able to also save the division. So they were able to go in there and save the 194 men that were stuck on the backside of the hill. So instantly the bird becomes a national hero and um, was taken back to the United States. She unfortunately died shortly thereafter from the wounds suffered in the battle. But because of her actions, was considered a war hero. Mm -hmm. So she was giving um, certain distinguished um, medals. In particular, uh, she earned... Excuse my French. The Croix de Guerre medal, which is a French medal uh, for citation of service given out to the um, Allied forces in World War I. Um, she died in New Jersey, was taxidermed, and wasn't found out to be a female until after, posthumously. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know really? if posthumously would work in this case, but... Yeah, I don't know. Not for birds, probably, yeah, but... Yeah. They didn't know it was a female until afterwards. And now you can actually go see Cher Ami at the Smithsonian, the National History Museum. She's oh, wow. taxidermed with another uh, carrier pigeon from World War One, I, I believe. Yeah, they were kind of all over the place th- at that time. And yeah, there are several like wartime stories that I came across with yeah. carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons. They yeah. were uh, basically, uh, they were just, uh, they were war she, heroes. Yeah. She, I thought she was uh, also like affixed with a peg leg. She was, yes. They built a, a wooden prosthesis for her, her, her and missing she leg. Was, and she was missing an eye. And yeah. missing an eye. And yeah. shot through the breast. Did she also have like a parrot on her shoulder <laughs> by the time it was done? <laughs> yeah. Squawk! <laughs> Squawk! <laughs> or, 
Um, but no, she was also inducted into the Pigeon Racing Hall of Fame in 1931. I guess that 25 miles in 25 minutes is some kind of uh, must pigeon be, record. Yeah, I can't go 25. Miles I didn't know in that there was a Pigeon it. Racing Hall of Fame, but especially after there. getting shot. Now twice. we all do. Yeah, getting <laughs> shot in the booby and now uh, wow. let me uh, let me let me just remind everyone: she was taxidermed or she was mounted. She was not stuffed. Okay, like a turkey. Be- because that is uh we we learned that on our taxidermy episode. Let's just all keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> That's a foul use of the term. Mounted but not stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my fine feathered friends. <laughs> the one that I want to talk about is greater. Not greater than yours or greater than yours, but the name of this bird is greater. The flamingo. Oh, okay. It's actually I, named after the the species of flamingo. So a greater flamingo, right? Named greater. Is, yeah, is named greater. Okay. Yeah. I love flamingos too. They have some awesome flamingos at the zoo up in Salisbury, Salisbury, Maryland. Steak. Uh, no, it's just outside of Ocean City, but they have uh, some flamingos, and you, you watch them, and they just hang out on one leg. I hate mm-hmm. flamingos. Hate <laughs> you hate flamingo? Yeah. I, I mean, re- flamingos? I really don't like them. Why? Well, I went to Bush Gardens in, in um, Tampa Bay when I was a kid, and I just remember going to like the flamingo cage and looking at them, mm. and it kind of was stinky, and they didn't do much besides trot around and then, like you said, stand there and lift a leg and look at you and then do that <laughs> a little bit more, and I was like, what's the whole, you know. It's like going to a Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> No difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, with the standing on the one leg thing, uh, from what I can understand is there's two theories. One is they do that in order to regulate body temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is it just is comfortable. Or it could be both. I regulate my body temperature at night in very much the same fashion. If I got both legs under the blanket... Way hot, but if I put oh, one yeah. out, I'll, I'll yeah. fall asleep instantly. Me too. Body temperature yeah. regulated. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I'm also thinking like sitting on the couch. Sometimes yeah. you tuck that one leg up underneath. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know. And then it falls asleep. No, yeah. I don't No, do I can't do that. You must be more flexible than me, Chris. I no, t- I can do it. I just don't like it. <laughs> uh, can't <laughs> even get my leg up anywhere close. <laughs> can't strut around on one leg like a flamingo. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the name of... The greater flamingo species is the Phenocopterus uh, rosis, which is that the, the red color, the, the rosy color, the pinkish color. Which is uh, it's because of their meat, their what they eat, right? Their meals. The, yeah, their diet uh, mostly consists of things super rich in beta carotin. Uh, mostly they eat scrimp, right? Uh, Isn't that mollusks, I- shrimp, uh, blue, red algae. Tons of other different things, but they are omnivores. Mm-hmm. They will eat fish, mollusks, everything. You're telling me the flamingos eat better than I do. Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. A lot of seafood. Lots Dang. of seafood, rich in veggies. Yeah. You, and I'm heard, telling uh, you, here just, in Maryland, they, they like Old Bay. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toss it off. <laughs> All right. So their average lifespan is 20 to 30 years, and that's in the wild. In captivity, they're about 30 to 50 years. The average size of these things is 36 to 50 inches or 91 to 127 centimeters for the wingspan. Mm -hmm. So relatively big. Yeah. 
and up to 8.75 pounds or four kilograms. So, decent sized bird. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm just saying, I've seen the size of flamingos and their, you know, and their wingspan, and I wouldn't want one of those things flopping at you. No, you know yeah, no, no, they're, they're goopy looking. But knowing that they're only eight pounds makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, you can just push them over. Face. Yeah, right. God, <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> those birds are mean, Chris. You say <laughs> those birds are mean. Jason just thinks they're giant pink monsters. <laughs> right, they really are. So there, <laughs> there are six species: the lesser, the Chilean, the James or the Puna, the greater. The American or Caribbean, same species, but some people call it American, some people call it Caribbean, and the Andean. Those are your six species. Flamingos are about 30 million years old as a species as a whole. So they've been around for all, quite a bit of time. So all that to say, Greater was brought to the Adelaide Zoo in Australia in early 1930. From either... Cairo or Germany. The the records aren't really clear because it was in the 30s. So he was either from Egypt or Germany. It's right. A pretty big pretty big difference. Well, yeah, they were sending right there. Yeah, but they were <laughs> they were sending animals kind of all over the place for zoos and stuff at that time when war broke out. Yeah. So, I I'm just saying that the transfer papers kind of got lost in the shuffle. And I mean, he's a flamingo. So <laughs> Right. Well, and there were Germans in Egypt, too. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? They owned half of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to set the stage, this bird lived through World War II, okay, was half blind, had arthritis. In his later years, it, its only companion was a 67-year-old Chilean flamingo named Chili. This wow, bird... they weren't a... <laughs> I'm just gonna say they weren't that Real great at name. Yeah. Oh, I know. At naming things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a greater flamingo named Greater, right. and a Chilean flamingo named, named Chile. Chile. Yeah. Uh, Might as well call the dog dog. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> well, then I named him something else, but his original name was Dog. Anyway, uh, this bird lived to 83 years old. Holy smokes! And you said in captivity they normally live to be 50. Yeah, yeah like at maxed tops. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This bird lived to be 83. Wow. The probably the oldest living flamingo in captivity ever. Wow. Usually it's the other way around too. It's that in captivity they seem to not live as long. Right. And they live longer in the wild. Uh, for a lot of animals that that yeah. is true yeah. but for yeah. for birds especially when they are flamingos that can be taken down by crocodiles or large fish or man which is their biggest problem yeah you know uh yeah like zoo is like heaven mm -hmm. so it's like a nursing home at that point exactly exactly especially if it was 80 80 yeah i mean it was i hope i lived to be 80 <laughs> yeah surpassed medicare age you know, <laughs> right he was on benefits so in 2008, four teenagers were charged with the ill treatment of animals when they beat up an elderly <laughs> greater flamingo. Yeah. Four why, kids. Why, why, would, why would you do that? I understand completely why they would okay. do that. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's why I thought you'd like this I'm part. with these guys. <laughs> oh, I see. The bird keeper, Charlie Romer, said, I found... 
I can't do an Australian accent. God damn it, I can't, <laughs> I can't do one. Anyway, uh, I found the bird in real distress. It couldn't stand. It looked like it had been hit over the beak, and there was a lot of blood coming out of the beak and the eye. Oh, God. Yeah. So, what, so, please tell me they charge these little bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah, like $50,000, and I think two of them got a couple of years in, in jail. Oh, yeah. Punching a flamingo. So, Jason, if you have any ideas floating around you in your just brain, know what my you just will go be. get a stuffed flamingo, <laughs> yeah, okay, and, and, and punch it and, and take just... take it out on that. Yeah. So, Greater survived that brutal attack. He took the beat down. <laughs> he did. This old man flamingo. This, well, the sex was never really determined. This old ass flamingo took the beating uh, in 2008. He also came out unscathed in 1985 when two men broke into the Adelaide Zoo and killed, killed 64 zoo animals. Oh, my God. In just a random killing spree. It's Australian. Just maniacs? Yeah, well, it's Australia, you know. (laughs) Just walk away and no one will get hurt. Oh, my God. Just walk away and everything will be all right. Did they just drive their Mad Max vehicle, like, right into the gate? For a tank of juice. Oh. Hi. <laughs> so um, in, in eight, what was that? 81? 1985. So in 85. So two dudes broke into the zoo and killed 64 animals. And this flamingo. Good. And he survived that. This flamingo was like, oh, yeah, Don't look and at me. Don't just, look at me. Just, exactly. Don't look at me, you fucking cat. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. And then 12 years later or whatever, uh, uh, he, uh, he got beat up by a bunch of kids uh, about the neck and beak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In 2004, a squirrel monkey was stolen. In 2006, a pair of rare African gray parrots and a meerkat called Wanda was also stolen. How do you just steal animals out of a zoo? I don't zoo? think that this Australian zoo's got good security for the sounds <laughs> of it. It's just, yeah, I don't know. How do you stick a meerkat down your pants and get away with it? Dude, the Adelaide Zoo leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I, I think there's just a bunch of gaps, maybe, in their security. And rare animals go for a pretty penny on the black market. Yeah, I guess if you grabbed one and tried to sell it, I guess you probably could figure out how to do that. Right, right. Well, I'm just saying, this this bird survived all of those, you know, attacks, attacks and, her and his <laughs> right. burglaries. Right. In 2014, the age of 83, this half-blind... You know, arthritic. Arthritic. I mean, they already super have... Super pale. I'm just, super pale. I'm just saying, they already have those big knees and their uh, black legs. <laughs> the bony oh, yeah. They have those bony, that big... Osteoarthritis <laughs> yeah. knee. And he's got arthritis. God, they were probably like... Just... It probably looked like a, like a... You know, his legs probably look like a snake swallowed like an ostrich egg. <laughs> <laughs> just... Two of them coming right down out of it. Right. He probably couldn't even uh, bend that other leg up <laughs> underneath of him anymore. Right. It just creaked. <laughs> as, he, as he brought it up underneath of his, you know, well, okay. undercarriage. In 2014, 83, Greater had to be put down because of the failing health. He had arthritis, had trouble walking, trouble seeing, and he was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So the zookeeper's had to make a tough decision and they, they put him down. Um, so now 
the zoo is hoping to put up some kind of memorial for the bird. You know, I just thought it was a cool story. Like this, this bird from 1930 survived all of this stuff. Took an ass whooping at old age, right? Some thefts, some beatings, World War II. Mass murder in his <laughs> yeah, backyard. Mass murder across the street. He got through Thunderdome. <laughs> he got through Thunderdome. <laughs> right, exactly. We don't need another hero. <laughs> got out of the gulag, which is basically just banishment in Mad Max. I don't know why. But you said he was super pale. His, yeah, his, well, the, the diet... It has to fall off. You know, once you start eating applesauce and... Right, You know, exactly. you're not getting the same nutritional you benefits. You can't go back. You're not yeah. getting the shrimp anymore. So, the International Union for the Conservation of Nature's Red List of Threatened Species, that's a whole organization, says that no flamingo species are currently considered endangered. However... The lesser, the Chilean, the James, and possibly the Phenicopterus plasticus, the lawn flamingo, are endangered. <laughs> lawn flamingo is not in danger in Baltimore. Not in Baltimore. Not in Baltimore. Not in Baltimore. Not in Baltimore. Thrives up there. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, Joe. I know that Greater seemed like a pretty badass flamingo to live that long through World War II and everything, but... Uh, I have a pretty, uh, I have a pretty badass owl uh, coming up next here. Now, right. who is it? <laughs> okay, uh, let's save the name for a second. I'll tell you okay. who he is, or he or she. We're not really sure. Mm. Probably a he. But I first heard about this story on uh, the Rachel Maddow show. Now, Joe and I both listen to Rachel Maddow uh, mm-hmm. because you know we're pretty liberal. Yeah, it's just how we are. Yeah. If you don't like it, tough. You're still going to listen to the show. Tough. Uh, tough. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we both listen to Rachel Maddow in podcast form because we're never home to watch the show at night. <laughs> right, So exactly. we just listen to the audio. So we, we weren't really parry to this, but she was talking about this story about, a, uh, about an attack owl. Do you remember this story? It came out last year yeah. in 2015. Yeah, it was the attack owl. Yeah. Now, this was well, happening. Well, it wasn't really. Okay, <clears throat> you're, you're saying attack owl like someone hired this owl to go and do some hits. You don't know that, Joe. You don't know right. whether that's true or not. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm, this is not. No, this is an owl who attacks. Who attacks? <laughs> <laughs> now you're You're, you're absolutely it. right. Now, this is happening in, uh, in Salem, Oregon, specifically in uh, Bush's Pasture Park in Salem. People okay. were – there's uh, stories of people that are jogging, you know, and they'll have like a beanie cap on because it's a little chilly or whatever. And people were starting to get smacked in the back of the head by something and their hat flies off and, you know, they look around and they're just not sure what's going on. So they look around for their hat and they can't find the damn thing. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, is it like a branch or something? Like Dick I, Cheney? You know, was it, it must be <laughs> Dick Cheney. It must have been Not like Dick a... Dick Cheney. No, it's a Dick, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. <laughs> it must My have been... My fell off. must be a Dick Cheney. It's <laughs> here with the Dick Cheney. Roscoe. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, so basically, uh, someone finally caught a vision of it, and they realized that it was an owl. They actually saw it go and fly into a tree with one of their hats, mm-hmm. and they figured out it was actually an owl. Uh, so, yeah, it's like an attack owl. It's just attacking the back of people's heads. <laughs> call it you, an attack owl. You call it what you want. This is okay. an attack owl. Okay. okay. So 
Okay, but do you have any more information on this set no, owl? You're making it sound like Silverhawks. Silverhawks, <laughs> partly metal, partly real. Never I, mind. I don't remember that much uh, of that whatever. show. I don't know so, Silverhawks. No, well, maybe no, Airwolf. It, it, he was he attacked <laughs> multiple <laughs> joggers. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it was like there was a surgeon that was attacked as he was going. I mean, there's all a kinds sturgeon? of people. A surgeon. Oh, a surgeon. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So there's there's been reputable people, okay. uh, <laughs> reputable <laughs> joggers that that have been attacked and had their hats knack, knocked off the back of their head. So is this is this attack owl? I think you're phrasing it wrong. Are you sure it's not a hat owl? Uh, no, it is a hat attack owl. Okay. Well, here's the, here's the thing. All right. So, that's exactly what's going on. This owl is is basically being territorial. And yeah. As people go through, he goes and he attacks. You know, there are like a, it's funny. Like there's like a specific area that they'll attack. They'll attack the back of your head, and typically it's like the right back part of your head that owls attack, and no one really knows exactly why it's the right back part of the head but that's typically where they where they latch on now here's the thing about owls is that they uh they have actually been known for their talons to be able to puncture steel like land on like a road sign or Mm -hmm. whatever and actually be able to puncture the steel with their claws oh yeah as they're trying to hold some owls can carry away full-grown rabbits oh yeah yeah. no they can carry away like small deer yeah Uh, yeah but to get into the, the the bits and pieces of the the animal, yeah, that's what they, they got. got. Their beaks and their hands. Yeah. Now their this claws, their this yeah. talons. This specific owl is actually a barred owl. Uh, so He's got a loot, not a yeah. barn owl, not a bard, a bard owl. He's got like a loot or a fiddle. <laughs> bard, b a r d. Nobody played those in D anD. d No. Not B A R R E D. No, bard as in uh, like, like a lute. Like, no, no, bars yeah. like uh, like bars and stripes. Oh, a bard as in you're locked up. Yeah, you've been barred not, from this can place. You, can you give me the spelling, Chris? Uh, I absolutely can, <laughs> but I believe it's B A R R E D, like a bar. Yeah, you said not B A R R E D, and you said no, 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 no. I <laughs> B A I I R D. I didn't hear the second R. I didn't hear the second R. Okay, all right, I, fair enough. Yeah. So uh, now this uh, now here's the thing. Like we said, we had heard about him on Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. and because of these attacks, uh, they decided to mock up a sign. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and it's a big yellow sign that looks like. <laughs> A little like a pedestrian man running <laughs> right. with an owl coming out the back of his head. Jason, you got to take a look at this. Yeah, and if it was, <laughs> they mocked up this sign. But if it was a female, it would be like Sarah running away from Jareth, yeah, you know, yeah. in the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, so it looks it's like, like a barn owl. So it's like an owl coming at the back of somebody's head and a pedestrian running away. They yeah. mocked up this sign as a you know as a as joke, a joke, yeah. But as it turns out, uh, the you know like the 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 local government decided to actually take that specific sign. They yeah. were like, well, that's great. We'll we'll take the design, and we'll they started the making sense. them and then putting yes. them up <laughs> along the jogging trail. Things so people you should know, yeah. So people knew. So uh, now, go ahead. No, his name is Owl Capone. That's the thing that that's what I was getting to. Oops, they sorry, actually named him. No, you didn't. You <laughs> didn't. Yes, they actually named the owl Owl Capone. 
Is is so? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. That's, it, that's, that's a good one. That's a, that's good a great. One. That's a great pun. Yeah, name. it yeah, is. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. <clears throat> now here's the thing: is that uh, there's been, you know, and here's the thing: is also it was it, it was pretty funny. What, it was, is funny. Hold on. Was Al Capone? Was he one of the the Good Feathers? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Here's the thing is, is it seems really funny that it's attacking people, but if you're one of the joggers that it comes down and it's, you know what I mean, has the talons in the back of your head, it's yeah. not real funny. No, you know no, what it's I mean? not real funny. It's not, it's it's not real funny, funny to me. It's not real funny. It's, you know, to be attacked in, you know, in a park while you're trying to jog. But they do have these signs up to, you know, so that people know that it's there, you know what I mean, I guess to, like... Run lower. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed <laughs> you can't to do. Really run to lower. Duck, you know weave. what I mean. <laughs> duck bob and weave. Yeah. Chris, do you know how long this reign of terror has been going on? Oh, it's been going on since last year. Since, since last year. So this yeah. might be a juvenile. He well, might it's, be. It's been just... going on since 2015. It's been now back again in 2016. It it started attacking again. So oh. they think it's it's probably during like mating season, yes. right. when it gets its feathers it's, up. You know what I mean? And it, so you he's know? just building up his criminal empire right now. Yeah, he, you know there's what no, I mean. Mm-hmm. There's no end in sight. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's ready to put a hit on any jogger out there. <laughs> so now there's been building a few up that nest. <laughs> there's also been actually a few uh, beers. One of them, I believe, is called Owl Capone, and then another one is called Attack Owl IPA. So they've actually put a couple of beers out. Nice. Uh, you know, from I mean? Oregon, uh, no doubt, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, uh, for for this owl. So there you go. There is Owl Capone. Uh, owl Capone. Yeah. Wow. His reign of terror still goes on to this day. Go to Salem. <laughs> Just witches and attack owls. I also wanted to mention that around the same time, there was an episode of Criminal. Joe, you listen to Criminal, the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I love Criminal. But there was a really great episode of Criminal that came out. Uh, It was called uh, Animal Instincts. Mm. And uh, it it actually had a part about a, a woman who they thought was killed by an owl. It's possible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, now there's some weird stuff about it where, like, uh, there was the the, the husband. Uh, he had actually been looked at before for a previous murder, mm. but she actually had like blunt force trauma to the back of her head. Right. But in was the, it the back right? Yeah, it was. It was exactly the back right. But she, uh, you know, his 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 wife at the time uh, was. They were both sitting by the pool. He came inside, and she. You know, he said that she came in later and fell down by the by the stairs. Hmm. But she has uh, these marks in the back of her head that could come from a baseball bat with nails in it or something like that. But it also, you know, it really seems to look like it might be the claws Claw of marks. an owl. Hmm. Maybe the guy saw his wife get attacked by an owl and thought, now's my chance. Well, he went inside. <laughs> he, my yeah. Chance. yeah, right? Bludgeoner. He went inside and then, she, right. you know, went, he went down to check on her and she was laying at the bottom of the stairs and called 911. But the weird thing is, is that even though he was charged for this, you know, charged for this murder, um, they actually found microscopic owl feathers oh. in the woman's wound. Yeah, Four yeah. of them. Well, wow. uh, on, on the, the, the talons. In between the talons, you have these little tiny microscopic feathers that surround each talon and and basically finger or, you know... uh, The phalanges. Yeah, the phalanges. Sorry. Right. So (laughs) Um, they're 
So their feathers actually go all the way down to their talons yes. as opposed to most birds where right. they stop at, you know, right at the leg. Yeah. Their feathers actually go, they go all the way down. go up in between. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, which is why, you know, during owl attacks, if you actually look, you can typically find those feathers in there, you know what I mean, in somewhere inside the wound, which yeah. they did with this woman. So wow. I haven't heard about any, you know, any kind of follow-up with it. It's actually episode one of Criminal. It's the very first episode. Oh, so okay. yeah. my suggestion is just download Criminal, listen to episode one mm-hmm. as a companion to what we're talking about, and then just keep on listening because it's, it's a good show. It's a great fucking podcast. Yeah. It's really it's good. Yeah. fucking podcast. Owl attack Owl attack (laughs) Alright guys Now I know that I've already discussed one cock On on this podcast But uh, I'm kind of used to you talking about (laughs) (laughs) But I really wanted to talk about this cock uh, Because it's not just Talking about cocks with this one It's also talking about head Especially missing heads What? No, that's never a good day. Yeah. No, this this uh this cock didn't have a head. Whoa, fact, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's circumcision gone wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> well, actually, yes. Yes, this is kind of like that. Uh this is about Mike the Wonder Chicken. Or what? sometimes known as Mike the Headless Chicken. Wow. In September tenth, in nineteen forty five, a strapping young rooster was pecking through the dust of Frutia, Colorado. Uh, and uh, the the bird, the unsuspecting bird that is now famous, was plucked by Clara Olson. Uh, when I say plucked, I don't mean, like, completely feathered yet. Just plucked out of the, you know what I mean? Plucked out of the, out of the, the, out of the yard, yeah. right? And was given to her husband, Lloyd Olson, who was sent out on a very routine mission of knocking its head off Plucking it so that uh, so that they could have it for a pan fryer. Eat it, uh, uh, eat it for dinner. Yeah. Well, what year was this? Nineteen forty-five. Okay. So what you're you're talking uh, uh, a log or something and an axe, mm-hmm. bird head, choppy, 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 yeah. pluck, old, pluck, pluck. The old school technique. Okay. Right. Gotcha. You, you okay. gut it, you fry it, and you okay. eat it. Okay. Right? You can't just... I'm just trying to picture the implements and the... The the tools. Yes. Yeah, and living in, like, rural Colorado, it wasn't weird. You couldn't... You know what I mean? It wasn't real easy to go to KFC. No, that's farm country. Right, exactly. So, now knowing his mother-in-law loves the chicken neck, right? He tried (laughs) to... Was that a euphemism? (laughs) No, no. a A lot of people, they like giblets. They like the neck. They like all those little, you know, all those little bits. The awful... Yeah, the awful and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But a lot of people really like the not, neck. I, it has a lot I'm of muscles not, in I'm it. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm saying... It's the afowl. <laughs> yeah, the afowl. <laughs> the inside bits of an animal is typically called awful. Awful, yeah. Right. Some people yeah. love that. Some people like the giblets. They like to make giblet gravy. You know what I mean? And some people really like the neck because it, you know, it has a lot of savoriness to it. Um, and so his mother-in-law and- <laughs> specifically <laughs> likes the neck. Now, likes now it. us being from Maryland, we all know that you use the chicken necks just to catch crabs. <laughs> yes, that's correct. A euphemism. Yes. Come yes. on. No, we got it. It's exactly it. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. You tie it on a string. Yep. Throw you, it off the dock. You're like, hey, ladies. And, you, yep, and, you, and then you, you pull go. it up slowly. You got to reel them in slowly. And you now you got crabs. And now you got crabs. Yeah, exactly. As a way to suck up to his mother-in-law, he tried to chop the chicken. Chicken's uh, head off, 
at the highest possible point. Uh, but to in, give her the biggest neck? To give her the biggest neck. The biggest chicken neck. All now, right. uh, but apparently he went a little bit too high because when he got the top of uh, the top of uh, Mike's head, mm-hmm. uh, there was actually a little bit of brain left at the very top. Now, it's not unusual for when you to chop a chicken's head off mm-hmm. that they go running around the yard for ten to twelve minutes. Right. That's mostly nerve endings firing and in, in response to to. Uh, you know, the, the severing of the most of it. Yeah, of the, you know, it's just like extra stimuli that's going the around. The, response, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll run around for a little while doing what they would normally do in a panic and then eventually, you know, pass out, die, and then you pluck them. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Mike uh, continued to run around the yard uh, until the next morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so eventually, you know, he went around... Uh, the next, you know, and, and of course, everyone was a little bit upset that they wound up just eating vegetables that night. Uh, but he just <laughs> couldn't bring himself to, you know, he's like, this chicken is still running around and it never, ever it's stopped. It's got to be voodoo. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, the next morning they got up and Mike is pecking at the ground like he would normally be pecking on bird seed, But there's no wait, beak wait, and no head there. Wait, wait, it's just. It's necking. Floppity neck. It's necking at the ground because that's all it has. Oh, man. Yeah. So he was pecking for food. He was also trying to preen his feathers. Uh, Now, (laughs) as as a mostly vegetarian, this is really gross to me. But, you know, but I mean, this really happened. So um, uh, he also found the bird sleeping with his head under his wing the next morning. No, no, no. Yeah. With his head. With his, with his severed he kept, head? He kept his severed head. because now, Yeah, because... Wait, uh, the chicken kept his severed head or the human no, kept no. the chicken's uh, severed head? The human eventually wound up keeping his sever- severed yeah, head. Yeah, but Lord, for a few days, the Mike had it? Yeah, no, well, yeah. Was he yeah. kicking around the yard? But like what? Now, now, Lloyd, eventually, he grabbed the severed head because he was like, okay, this chicken has no head. And then he started to get an idea in his in his in his mind that he's going to sew it back on. <laughs> it's alive. That he might actually hold on to this chicken and maybe use it for, you know, one Money. of those newfangled <laughs> one of those newfangled uh, sideshows as a, as a, you know, a sideshow attraction. There you go. So he also kept the head. Now some people say the head wasn't actually kept. He actually took a head from another bird. Wait, wait. Is it like that toe thing where you have to take a drink and you have to let the toe touch your lips and then uh, in like Antarctica? Or yeah, whatever? and then like you know, over the a year, like twenty seven people eat or drink toes. What the hell are you talking about? I've there's never a whole, heard of there's this. There's a whole thing. There's a whole okay. thing. It's, right. well, it's well, gross. Another episode. Another episode. Go ahead. So, but he had to find some way to feed, uh, to feed Mike. He decided to call him Mike. Uh, some way to feed Mike. Since he didn't have a head, he just had the whole of, of a neck. He had a gullet. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. So he actually figured out that if he took uh, grain, he smashed it up real good. He powdered it. He mixed it with water that he could feed him with the eyedropper. So uh, basically a week into Mike's new life, that headless life, uh, he decided to drive him 250 miles to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City to show him to scientists so they could answer some questions regarding Mike's ability to survive with no head. Jordy Vale, you lunkhead, you're doing it now. (laughs) 
and they determined that the axe blade missed the jugular vein, uh, and uh, you know, and also, you know, there was enough of a clot to prevent Mike from bleeding to death. Although his head was in a jar, most of his brainstem and one ear was actually left on his body. So he could actually hear. Lloyd is a bad shot, isn't he? <laughs> That's what you're Lloyd was trying to help his mother-in-law by giving her extra giving chicken her neck. Giving her long neck. Don't just give her what you got, buddy. Don't don't, <laughs> don't try, try to, to overshoot. Yeah, don't overshoot. Damn. You're just gonna mess yourself up. And poor Mike. Now, Nothing wrong. The thing is, is that Nothing wrong with what you got, Lloyd. <laughs> since most of the chicken's reflexes are just controlled by the brainstem, yes. Mike was able to actually remain quite healthy. Uh, huh. So for 18 months, he traveled around with the headless wonder Mike the Chicken, and he grew from a two-and-a-half-pound bird to a nearly eight-pound bird. Well, all uh, he did was eat. He yeah. was like like a chicken version of fuck wah. Oh, yeah. no, he got he got real sassy after the fact. <laughs> He's living the high life Oh, that's what I'm saying. You ever seen, like, the, the foie gras farmers? Yeah, like, grab that goose in the funnel, and they're just like, keep you eat, them. bitch, you yep. eat. That's all now. this guy was doing to Mike. So he eventually found a uh, a manager, and they took him around wait, wait, the road. Mike found a manager? What? No, no. Uh, <laughs> a Olson. Manager. Olson. Olson found a manager okay, for okay. Mike. Okay, Mary uh, and, they, and Ashley. Yeah, right. So they took uh, the robust chicken around for about 18 months uh, and, you know, called him, of course, Miracle Mike and uh, brought him on a national tour of, you know, curiosity and sideshows uh, in New York, Atlantic City, Los Angeles, San Diego, and people paid 25 cents just to see Mike the Wonder Chicken. Now, he was valued at uh, $10,000 and insured for that. What? That's yeah. a hefty it, price for a, a bucket of chicken. It's in 1945, yeah. Wow. So... Uh, and he earned a lot of, you know, uh, recognition. He was in Life magazine. He was in Time magazine. Uh, and he was also uh, in the Guinness World Records. And uh, I believe that I've also seen a taxidermy recreation of him. Wait, he was uh, in, in Guinness? A few... He was in Guinness for what? The, for being the most the, headless chicken? The most headless chicken. <laughs> he set the record. Man. Okay, he set the record. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get any more headless than that. <laughs> you need a Siamese chicken with... with... Missing two heads to beat the record. Imagine if somebody tried to murder you, and they didn't do it quite right, and you lived, but you were kind of malformed, and all of a sudden your murderer was like, hey, he's worth more money alive. And then they proceeded to take (laughs) you around for 18 months and feed you and make money off of you. Fatten you up. Which way would you prefer to be? Fatter you up and get get you up. Come on, man. Now you're making me money. I like you now. (laughs) Right, exactly. Sorry about that whole killing you thing. Sorry, I missed. <laughs> so after making the Olsons lots of money in you know in their time, uh, eventually they stopped in the Arizona desert in the middle of the night at a uh, a motel. Uh, now nobody's exactly sure what happened, but they think that someone accidentally left the eyedropper at the last sideshow or the, whatever the it was. Feeding dropper, yeah, the okay. feeding dropper that they would use to feed him through his, Mike's neck hole. Um, <laughs> Uh, now, say that it's, it's pretty through a neck hole. Right uh, now, so uh, they were unable uh, to stop him from choking uh, because they could not clear his esophagus. So eventually, Mike actually suffocated to death in his neck hole, uh, and Miracle Mike, the headless chicken, passed on, ceased, uh, yeah. ceased to exist. He was a dead bird. He. 
Uh, now, no one really knows, uh, you know, exactly, you know, exactly what happened, but they think that's what it was. It eventually choked to death, and you know, I mean, it's 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 pretty sad. But um, let me just say that he is uh, memorialized by the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. Uh, this year it is happening in uh, Frutia, Colorado, June 3rd and 4th of 2016. Ooh. So if you want to go, you can go to the Mike the Headless Chicken uh, Festival. I just want that t-shirt. That's yeah, awesome. I know. Is there yeah. a t-shirt? There is yeah. a, yeah. Oh no, that's a great t-shirt. Isn't yeah, that's a, that's a chicken without a head. <laughs> uh, they crazy. have, you know, like free concerts. Uh, they have, uh, you know, like a like a race. You know what I mean, like a marathon kind of thing. Uh, what is it? A five k run? It's five k yeah, run. It's a, it's a 5K, and then you gotta chop chickens' heads off on the way. We yeah. The, so the they also have, so instead of swim bike run, it's like you know swim bike chop. <laughs> they also have a disc golf tor- tournaments, and here's my favorite: they have wing eating contests. Oh, that's just this is all Colorado. Yeah. Oh yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It does. Man. It, it does. I lived there sense. for many years. As, <laughs> as well as. Uh, peep eating contests, oh, little marshmallow peep. <laughs> oh, man. So they have peep eating contests too. That's a lot so. of fluffy bunny right there. Right. So, so anyway, so uh, that is Mike the Headless Chicken. Always one of my personal personal favorites. It's one of my uh, personal favorites. I didn't even know. You didn't ever knew about Mike the Headless Chicken? Wow. No. No, that was one of my favorites. I've always liked that. Now, um, also, I just wanted to mention that there is a great episode of this on Snap Judgment. It's a uh, Snap number six thirty one. And uh, that's called Better Half. And that's they, – they, they actually talk about uh, – they talk to some of uh, the Olsen's relatives. Like I think it's, you know, the, the grandson, you know. Uh, but they, they – you know, he talks about his grandfather and, you know, what happened and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a really good one if you want like more of a narrative rather than just listening to us talk about it. Okay. So, points, yeah. But yeah, always love Mike the Headless Chicken. He's always been one of my favorites. I've always wanted like a t-shirt with Mike on it. You know what I mean? That t-shirt. We should we should uh we I'm should telling you, sell get, some of those. Get that if they have a t-shirt for the uh the festival. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. we just need to do like a travel where we go to the Mothman Festival, yes. the Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. What is it, Dead Guy Days or whatever for the, the guy that they found frozen in the ice? Mm-hmm. That's in Colorado too, right? Yeah. 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 Knock so. out two birds, one stone. I know, right? No so fun. I, I think they're <laughs> indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> well, Curiosos, I hope we didn't run uh, afoul of uh, things that you enjoy. Thanks for uh, squawking with us, guys. <laughs> I don't got one. You don't I don't got one? one at all. He's just flapping. Just thanks for just listening to flapping me. Flapping your wings <laughs> over there. Just flapping my wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to make you do the chicken dance when we're yes. done. <laughs> <laughs> I know the chicken dad. <laughs> it's been many a day at the roller skating. It's going to be that Jason's going to do the Mike the Headless Chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> Except for he, he doesn't have a beak to do that with. No. 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 Just a floppity neck hole. <laughs> oh, God. Ross goes out. <laughs> I got a new name, Chris. All right. Thanks. So... Let's bet. Uh, who would you who would you pick, Roscoe or Mike, in a in a, in a cockfight? You know what? One's missing. I've a, been on the mean streets chunk. of Tacoma Park. I know where he's coming from. I'm going Roscoe. Roscoe. Oh, I'm saying Roscoe is from the hard streets of Tacoma Park 
next yeah. right outside of DC. Yeah, but Mike's lost a head. <laughs> he has not a lot to lose. I, I gotta be honest with you. You know, if I was gonna, you know, if I was gonna put them up together in a cockfight, mm-hmm. I'd uh, I'd throw Greater in. That guy, <laughs> he's like he's, just, <laughs> he's, 80, he's the quintessential grumpy old man who will just punch you in the balls. He's, he's like used then, to do a little bit of a uh, boxing back in his day. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He has like a, your eyes a great uppercut. Yeah. He's not afraid to get hit. <laughs> either way, either way, I think we'd all have some great sandwiches at the end of the fight. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to go with Al Capone. I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, sneak attack. That attack owl. Back you know? into the right. <laughs> Back into the right. Back <laughs> into the right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can call our voicemail line, leave us a message, 443-327-9673. On your touchtone phone, that spells Hydasaur. On the Curioso.com website, on the left-hand side, you can help support the show by clicking on our Amazon link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. If you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts, check out Thundergrunt.com. It's all right as long as you stop doing this. Yeah, well, I can't. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do it all the time, too. I know. Like, I have hey, to like, level everybody out. Like, yep. Stop moving, asshole. I'll try not to be gassy, and I'll try not to move. <laughs> <laughs> just do it right. when we stop. Just. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I don't need to hear another story about goats jason no no, no, no i have no. Been, i've heard the worst stories about you and your damn goat yeah we're not we're see, not. You, did <laughs> i give you the did i give you the gist story about the goat? I, you, you told me you, all about you, the stories about the goat you owned a goat oh i yeah i owned a goat oh I owned yeah multiple goats, oh you, you got i had three goats goats bright smile on that one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah i owned a goat <laughs> i owned a goat i was a goat farmer well the goat more of a goat owner oh god yeah. he's gonna get he's about to do it He's about, about to do it. Gabby, yeah, right on the precipice. Do you want to hear about the goat? Yeah, you want yeah, to hear, what, what do you want to hear about the goat? Do you want to hear the worst goat story that I got? Yeah, I, 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 I was raised on farms, so I okay. know of goats. Okay. We, I was never in charge of goats. And my, I think it was my 14th or 15th birthday, I decided that I wanted either one or two pets. I wanted a donkey or I wanted a goat. Well, that's a random choice. Yeah, but you know, I was at the point where it sounded like it made, made a lot of sense, because we had acreage. Mm. So... My stepdad decided, well, you know, donkey's not real feasible. You don't want a donkey. They're they're an asshole. So <laughs> literally, literally an asshole. So he came home with a with a goat, and the the goat was just a little pygmy goat. Aww. And so that night, I spent the night, and um, we didn't have a goat pen up yet, you know. So we had to we had to do that the next day. So I spent the night in the RV. I put the goat in the in the bathtub, and I slept next to him. And the next day, me and my brother built a goat pen. And uh, 
I think we went into town. And I want to say we watched Office Space at the movie theater. But when we came back, the goat was murdered. My dogs had killed him. They'd what? broken his neck. So I was, you know, I was distraught. I was like, yeah. oh, I lost my goat. I had him for one night. And then so he went back to the farm and got two goats. He got a male and a female. The male was a black goat. It looked like Sammy Davis Jr. And they named him Buddy. And then the, the the female was a gray goat named Betsy. And Buddy was always just kind of an outlier. Like, he was he was just an asshole. So as Buddy grew up, you know, he would he would just... He was an ornery goat bastard. I mean, it, it, to all the stereotypes that they yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. he fit them all. He would get out of his cage and attack you and all kinds of shit. Like, he'd just assault you and headbutt you. And when you try to get him back in... You couldn't push him underneath the fence because mm-hmm. he'd stick his hooves in the ground. So you had to pick him up by his stubby ass legs. Oh, like but when you picked him up, he had his horns and he would hit you in the face. Oh. So you're like, oh. son of a bitch, you know, you couldn't do anything right. <laughs> right. But you'd flick his balls because they'd hang down and <laughs> have a hell of a time with him. And um, there was one, the goats have the, he has the remarkable ability. His, his penis would grow about nine inches. At max, at max, normal, right? max height, um, but he had the ability to reach his big goat neck around and suck himself off. Okay. <laughs> so, nah. like, my friend, my my stepdad had his friend come up from California, a guy I hadn't seen for years, and they were out standing next to the goat pen. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, uh, my my goat buddy, sucked himself off and blew his load from shoulder to knees. All over <laughs> the guy from California. Oh. Just, just <laughs> oh man, that is not Sonoma yeah. Valley for you. It's not, no, it's not. It's not California. <laughs> yeah. um, we ended up having Buddy. Uh, he hit puberty and got remarkably bigger. I mean, like he was already big. He had he had shoulders and whatnot, but his goatee grew like another six inches. His shoulders filled out. And he was just an asshole to the female. I mean, he would spend all day beating the hell out of his out of his girl. Really? And the, we had like a rocky outcropping in his pen, and he would stand up there and act like a badass. And like a, he was really like, out of hand, like Nubian, like <laughs> like like Ibex or something. Just, like, no, you're a goat. Take like the worst, <laughs> like the worst abuser. I mean, that was him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he we he got out of hand. We couldn't handle him anymore. We were like, you know, he's big now so we gave him back to the pin that we bought him from you know mm. and they were like you know he made it like a week and a half and they were like we had to eat him you know we killed him we for had to eat him yeah, because he was just <laughs> such an asshole to the rest of the goats <laughs> what? so i don't know if i did right you know by raising it the a, best goat possible a, a surly ass <laughs> yeah. goat, or if i did totally wrong just set him off on the wrong track and you made with. a tasty curry at the end either way you know i, I remember buddy i remember buddy <laughs> wow i never I don't endorse goat ownership at all. And if goat anybody ownership? out there thinks that goat ownership is a good idea, it's not. It well, did... what about them little, the ones that like fall over when you like, hey goat! Oh, those like, are, oh, yeah, what are those called? Those, those the are fainting the fainting goats. The fainting yeah. goats, yeah. What about those? They're cute. Well, you know, my experience was the goats were cute when they were first there, you know, like a puppy yeah. or like a, like a chick, you know. They're always... I'm sure Roscoe was a cute chick. And then they just turned into assholes, yeah. you know? So yeah, that was my goats. Yeah, I had goats for a little while. That's weird. Yeah, but <laughs> you blew his load all over the guy. <laughs> just, I remember that. It was, he was so mad. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's goats.
I'm, I, I, I don't remember anything we just said. No, no, no. 